out there into the box two radio family this is may the 24th 2023 and this is the day the lord has made this is a day that we will rejoice and be glad in it there's going to be a never there'll never be another may the 24th 2023 here as long as we live there'll be a lord willing a may 24th 2024 and a 2075 and a 2092 i plan to live a while um and so but there'll never be another 2024 amen and so brother jacob you're in the house how are you doing doing good amen it's good to have you it's wednesday and um the lord is doing great things the weather's been beautiful the last couple of days i can get used to this i got a suntan yesterday and that's what i needed i hope josh worked with his hat off yesterday josh if you're listening i hope you worked with your hat off get you a little tan up there as your daughter requested for the upcoming wedding, it's going to be amazing. Josh with the tan. How about that? Uh, we talked about spray tans yesterday. Jacob, would you get a spray tan? No. No? No. I don't need no tan. A tan <laughs> might do you some good. I got the farmer tan going on being out there on that truck. Oh, me too. I got that. My legs yesterday got toasted. And I where, I got, where I wore shorts on the tractor for a little while, and it was... Oh, it hurts. Your eyes look pretty red this morning. You've been out, out there cutting all that grass. Oh my goodness, it's been. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, uh, I'm gonna go COVID mode and put six masks on and three different shields and. That's the that's that's <laughs> the only way I told somebody the other day. I said I will wear a mask when pollen is flying through the air. Well, it's it was. Horrible. Now the other day when I walked into Lowe's, it was literally you could see the pollen and the dandelions. Yeah. In the air, like you could visibly see it. I think everybody's uh, allergies are pretty wild right now. Oh, pollen is of the devil. I'm sure I am positive it was part of the curse that we didn't find out about. <laughs> it's probably in the book of Deuteronomy, um, talking about that part of the curse, or maybe even the book of Enoch. Uh, you <laughs> like the book of Enoch, Jacob? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> and so, Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing good this morning. Amen. And Miss Hannah, how are you? I'm good. Enjoy the Lord this morning. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Well, um, again, this is May the 24th. It's going to be a beautiful day. I wonder what the weather's going to be like. Let's see what the uh, temperature's going to be today. It, it got pretty warm yesterday. I loved it. That's my kind of weather. Um, it's showing 83 Ooh. and 57. Man. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, 75, 50. Friday, 77, 56. Saturday, 72, 56. I mean, this is this is my kind of stuff. What's that? Next Friday, 90 degrees. Ooh, oh, my. now we're cooking. That's what I like. Lordy, Lord. I love. Bring the heat. <laughs> That's swimming weather right there. Bringing the heat. Yes. Who's got a pool? Well, it's going to have to get swimming weather. Summer's coming up, and I don't swim unless it's 90. <laughs> That's this, true, because the water's cold. <laughs> this whole body don't do cold water. Um, I know my kids are excited because we bought season passes to... The Which, water park? The water park this year. Oh, oh. man. So that was an investment Jacob, instead of buying a pool. Jacob just scared off half Grayson County if Jacob's going to be there. <laughs> they said, I'm hey, out. It's time to start witnessing at the water park. Okay, come on. Let's get some but, you know, going. The only thing bad about that, you know, I hate that you, you got a lot of flesh a lot in front of your face. When I go to the water park, people make fun of me because I'm always wearing a shirt and shorts. You know, so. Look. Um, you could you could be going down the water slide. Just shout out a verse. <laughs> hey, you're clothed in righteousness. That's right. That's mm -hmm. true. 
Like, you can, I don't know if I want to go down that water slide. They got a weight limit on those things, you know. I've I can't wor- tell I have, them how, how much I weigh. They would be like, no, nope, you ain't getting on this. I worked at that water park for two years, so I, no comment. <laughs> well, I will um, I'll say that I'm going to memorize a verse just to say that when I go down water slides. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be a good one. Um, me and Just e- don't. Just realize when you come down, there was an adult, I will not name a name, but an adult that came down that slide when I was lifeguarding and thought that they were drowning because they thought the water was deeper than what Three it was. Foot, yeah, yeah, at the end. <laughs> oh, bless their hearts. Look, look hold on. Now, I'll, I'll tell you a good story. Go ahead. I'll, well, uh, I'll tell you a story. All right, so we were at uh, a campground uh, a couple years ago, I guess. Or was it last year? You all was with us for a night. Oh, it was a couple years ago. A couple years ago. And they have water slides, and they're fun water slides. Oh, I, they will say they were fun water slides. <clears throat> Jacob went down it, and I guess um, it sped up supernaturally for him. <laughs> and he started out the right way, but then when I seen him come out the bottom, he was upside down on his belly with the raft on his head. I have no idea how it happened. No, no, no. No, <laughs> Let me, no when I went down there, I said, is this thing fast? They're like, no, nah, it, it's, it's mediocre. And I'm like, okay. I said I didn't tell him how much I weighed, you know, because there probably was a weight limit on this <laughs> this this slide, and uh, any of them that doesn't say three fifty, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I got on the slide and I'm going down. I mean, it is super fast. Everybody else, they, they could have started. <laughs> ha- I could have been halfway down, and uh, or they could have been halfway down, and I could have been starting at that same time and it caught up with them. But I was going so fast that the 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 water pushed the thing underneath me out and I try to hold on I flipped over somehow inside this slide and I'm coming out screaming Uh, I can tell you some good Jacob stories Uh, but I'll hold I'll I'll hold them (laughs) you gotta use them with wisdom Uh, and so but no I, I love water slides and Jacob didn't ride a slide after that. He said he was done. That was that was rough. That was enough for him. Especially <laughs> when we get on those. Everybody's like, "Oh, this slide, you know, it takes four people." I remember the ones down at the, uh, the wilderness. Oh we yeah, got on those before. Mm-hmm. And so you have to actually put. Everybody has to stand on the scale, I think, and it tells you how much. How many people can go? We got red lighted a few times, didn't we? We've been red lighted several <laughs> times, but they only said we could have three on this, and I was like, okay. So we like like one pound from breaking this weight limit almost. It was like one to ten pounds. We flew, and it was like so fast. I think we went up three quarters of the top of the slide. Oh my god! And and this happened at Holiday World with Larry and him. Uh, we was coming down, and uh, all of a sudden. Like these people were like, oh, they're not going that far. It's that's, it's that tube one where you you come down yeah. this big tube and you have to go down. The toilet bowls, we call it. Well, Brody held on. He, my, this is my, my brother-in-law. He's holding on, and he says, "I come out of the raft. I thought I was going to flip, so I just let myself go because I thought we were going to go all the way around. So I let go and I fell out of the raft, <laughs> and I just <laughs> rolled down the tube." Because I thought I was going to flip everybody. So I, instead oh, it's of like a funnel thing. The funnel one, yeah. And I thought I was going to flip everybody, so I just threw myself out of the raft. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral uh, of the intro is never ride water slides with Jacob Swift. <laughs> All right, I'm I can confirm to this. this. Scripture and I can't. There is no segue. There is no possibility for a segue. The hey, only segue. The, <laughs> the only segue is um, <laughs> when life 
is hitting you hard, mm-hmm. hang on and persevere, and you will reach the water at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know else. I don't know any other segue. <laughs> I mean, fight the good fight of faith. Is Come on. Yeah, when you're fight going, the good when fight. When you're going down with me, you better hold on. And pray. Ooh, I've held maybe, on. Maybe Ooh. Peter thought he was going to flip the boat over, so he just went ahead and stepped out, you know, to, <laughs> <laughs> to get to Jesus to take one for the team. <laughs> oh. Now, I have some better stories. Now, this one wasn't with Jacob. There's a couple other ones, but I can't share too many of them with kayaking now kayak i've had a lot of fun uh me and brandon goostery's had a lot of fun with that before um brandon flipped the kayak in the middle of the lake and we couldn't get back on so i had to pedal i paddled the kayak all the way over to the corner of the side of the lake and brandon goes to get back into it he flips it on the bank again right there (laughs) trying to get into it and then he finally gets in and he flips a third time going back out to the lake and here I am trying to save his life three times in a row. And by that time, I'm exhausted, and I'm pulling Benji behind me anyways. And so I was like, I quit. I retire from kayaking after that day. <laughs> I don't know if I've gone after that day. Well, we're kind of similar, me and Brandon, when it comes to stuff like that. It's like there's I'm, not a lot of coordination going on there, you know. Like mm-hmm. We're flat-footed, and we just, I don't know, we're just built the same. I've tried to get Jacob to go kayaking with me. I've tried it. There's not a kayak that I found big enough to. Hold oh, I've in. got a kayak. I've tried different ones, and no. I feel like I'm like the water is like that close to the coming. Well, over I don't there. have one, but I know one. You can get a tw- you get a twelve footer. And you know how much how how much harder you get to paddle when you're this size? I'm like, give me a troller motor or something. <laughs> I mean, push me. I make it look like I'm doing the work, but I'm actually got a motor doing it for me. Oh, I love it. All right, well here we go. Uh, I don't know how to segue from that. We're just going <laughs> to troll our we're going to troll ourselves over to uh, announcements uh tomorrow night man up 6:30 p.m. at Cross Point Church right there at Southgate Mall behind Hardy's or if this applies to you beside the pro office um either way you want to look at it, it's right there and um let's see I think there is uh, of course service tonight if you don't have a bible if you don't have a church you want to come to Bible study we'd love to have you um, tonight, I think, tentatively speaking, I, I don't want to, I'm hoping my dates are right, Daniel T- Tillman is going to be in tonight, and he's going to speak for us tonight, and so uh, Daniel's definitely a, a great, great family, just part of the family, great, great part of the family for his here at Bethel Christian, Bethel Fellowship, and I think he's going to be in for a little while, and I think he's going to be speaking tonight, so very excited about that. And then, um, let's see here, Saturday, of course, is the big day over at Mount Zion, um, 11 to 4, is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. Is the youth retreat over there. It's going to have awesome things going on. I loved hearing from Miss Ashley yesterday. Yeah. That was nice. It's a joy to have her on with us. We'll have to get her on again. And um, I love what I love her heart. She's hungry. She's eager. And um, it's good stuff. And that's going to be 11 to 4, free food, free haircuts. Free Bibles. Free Bible. What else is free? Uh, salvation. Yeah, um, salvation. Free gifts of salvation. <laughs> um, I see there's going to have some speakers. I like her idea with the booths. Every booth's going to have like a scripture associated a with scripture. it. Oh, wow. Yes, I love yeah, that. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, free animals. Well, you don't get to take them home. Uh, unless, <laughs> unless they're kittens. And we've been trying to like assemble a booth for free kittens giveaway. Uh, we've tried that really hard. Um, I got two more if anybody wants a kitten. And um, let's see here. There was There's something I'm missing here. I know, I know there's getting, some. I know they're drawing for Sioux Carnival. Yeah, they, they, I they had they have those. I think they have 20 of those. 
Yeah. Um, it seemed like that was, it seemed like a really great event. I know my little girl is very excited about going. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to try to get, uh, as soon as she heard free goodies and free haircut, she went, <gasps> she perked up. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'll take the free haircut if they got free haircuts. <laughs> I need one. I got my barber now. I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> I mean, if you can make me look good, then uh, really accomplish something in life. You are fearfully wonderfully made. You're an image bearer. Come on. But Listen when, to her when over. you go to my Listen barber, to her. you get the you get he gives you like like he's kind of <laughs> like an actor. You know, he he he's been in different movies, but he's got one coming up, but he he'll tell you stories and stories and stories. If you can get through to the stories, you know. <laughs> Look. <laughs> you leave with a good haircut. I love it though. Yeah. Um I hope there's hot shaves in heaven. I don't know if you have to shave in heaven. I don't know if like facial hair still grows or not, or you might just have a supernaturally really cool beard. Um, either one. But if you do shave, I want a hot shave because there's nothing like a hot shave. Have y'all a don't. hot towel? Yes. Oh, I mean, I have a facial. Same <sighs> thing. Just without. Well, I mean, we don't like to talk about it, but girls get mustache. We get mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta shave them off. <laughs> we do. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I can't do a hot shave because I like my beard, so I like a I good trim. Know. Oh my goodness! So no. what? What is that? All right, so here's what they do with a hot shave. I'll show you what I, I'll I'll walk you through it for a minute. Because if you've never had a hot shave and you're a male, you need to repent. Um, oh, you need to oh, you need to get delivered and you need to go get a hot shave today. And they come up to you and they wipe your face off at first, and then they put this really steaming hot towel and wrap it around where you're, they're going to shave. And they leave it for about a minute, and then they'll come in there, and they put this. Um, it's not just shaving cream. It is warm, good, like moist, creamy shaving cream that feels absolutely amazing. <laughs> and then they take their straight blade, and they they shave you, and they get, I mean, it's just, that feels good. And then, and then they take this um, another cream, and they wipe your face off. Aftershave? Yeah. Well, it's, I don't even know if it's an aftershave because they do that last. It's exfoliating, probably. Yeah, and and then that stays on there for a minute, and then they take another hot towel and they put it back on your face, and then they take a cold towel, wipe everything off, and then they finish off with this like um, poor stimulating aftershave that smells really good, but makes your whole face tingle after all that glorious pampering. So um, I couldn't do it, you know. If I, a facial feels that good, sign me up. Sign me up. I just can't does. do a, a complete massage. shave. I've never mm. been able to do that. I, it's like if I don't have stubble, because I hate it when it grows back. You know, it's like it just itches me. But, <laughs> well, there was a period I was trying to grow in my patchiness in my beard. So those parts that are patchy that can't grow, especially up here on, on my upper lip, right under my nose, it looks really weird. Um, <laughs> and uh, what if you took the Nazarite vow? Well, I tried, but I couldn't grow. Uh, <laughs> I grew for a year, and nobody thought I was even growing a beard. Um, it's like, you okay over there? I mean, you got like a blotch here, a blotch yeah. here. It's like, I have, okay? I have like, a man yet, I have, <laughs> I have three or four long hairs everywhere. I mean, but it's, it's nothing prolific or impressive. I try to get Ethan impressive. to his, but he won't. I'm just like, some, t- some men just can't grow beards like yeah. that. Like well, I, I think that's part of my desire to join the O-Man Club at Hardy's one day <laughs> is um, there's something about, like, manliness and hair. And, um, you know, I, I want – I can't wait for the day 
when it's considered appropriate okay for me to wear a button-up shirt with the first three unbuttoned. Uh, <laughs> you ain't, it ain't going there. <laughs> and um, I can't wait for that. And um, it's just, it's it's kind of a joy of life. Um, and if your name is Delbert, then you get to join the man club 10 days earlier. It's, uh, hey, Delbert. So, so I guess when you go to the water park and they're probably thinking, this kid's still probably a teenager because you just don't have... Yeah, um, I don't really know. Um, you, I'm, know you look at your arms, it's like there's not much hair there. I don't know why. Um, there's not much, you know, it's it's there, it's just gray. It just blends in. I don't know what to tell you. It's probably it's probably my diet. Uh, <laughs> it's all the greens that Aaron does not eat. Ooh, His body Lord. does not produce enough. What is that called? Uh, they, they if call if we have if biotin. if we have any listeners left out there, um, and anybody knows how to get my hair to grow, I, I've even taken. No, this is no joke. I've taken biotin. I've done the uh, the beard club shave thingy for a month, where you are supposed to like if you shave a certain way and you use this certain chemical, it's going to make everything grow better and thicker and faster. Nothing helps for me. And then I don't know, like, if somebody just cut my lip open when I was a little or something like that, but I literally can't grow hair right there. Um, I just want more than three, you know, like, I just, I just want more than three long hairs on my face. Like, I just, I want an Amish beard. That's what I want. I've talked to Amish people. I've literally talked to Amish people and said, how do you grow your beard like that? And they just look at me. I don't know. What would and they do to you if you were an Amish community? <laughs> they would excommunicate me because of my poor beard. Oh, I'd get kicked Aaron. out. You'd have to get a beard wig. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure in the Amish community, if you're married, you're not supposed to shave, right? Is that? Is yes, that you're not it? supposed to shave if you're married. In some in some um, communities. Some communities will let you. Um, and then some communities will let you grow a beard with, you know, when you're not married. But having a beard in the Amish community is supposed to be like you're, I'm taking sign hands off. Um, you know, like, don't don't come at me flirting like that. That's Ooh. true. But what if you have, like, a ZZ top? Like, you know. Well, like that's long... my problem. That's about all I have. There are three long hairs. It's like three long ZZ top hair, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is Lord patchy. Um, and so I don't know. Um, just pray for me. I don't I don't really know. I've, I've always wanted to grow a really good beard. But it just spirals and patchy, and let's pray for him. Yes, yes we um, should. <laughs> if if I mean, if anybody feels led, like you know, at church on Sunday, just get some anointing oil, just you know, pray for me, and for deliverance and growth, mm-hmm. deliverance from the enemy, from the attack against the beard, um, <laughs> and let, let, let's if we're gonna do hair, let's do twofold. Let's just knock them all out. I want a thick beard and less gray hair. So anybody believes in the power of prayer. And um, you're more than welcome to bring me a bacon sandwich with that prayer. <laughs> All right. Um, somebody said the other day something about BLT, and I said, well, can I have a B? Uh, just a B. <laughs> just Hold a B the LT. Uh, BC, a B. can I have a BC? <laughs> that lettuce and tomato might be the key, Aaron, to growing that beard. Well, out. then I'm not growing yeah, a beard. I knew that was coming. <laughs> All right, where are we at, John? Where are we at, John? I got to get I gotta get spiritual here. Uh, We're at verse 7. <laughs> If we have any listeners left this morning. 10, verse 7. All right. So we had yesterday talking about we know the the sheep will know his, their shepherd's voice. Mm-hmm. And that a stranger they will not follow, but flee from him, for they know the voices of strange. for they know not the voices of stranger. Verse 7, then, Je- then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, or truly, truly, or listen up, guys. This is a very important statement. I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever come before me are thieves and robbers, 
ever came before me, I'm sorry, are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. For I am come that they may have life, and they might have it more abundantly. And so he's reiterating again that there is no other access. He alone is the access. Mm-hmm. And um, for all the people that came before and say, I am this or I am that, they are um, thieves and robbers. They're they're trying to create things that's wrong. They are hypocrites. They are anything you want to say. Their father is the devil. They're not going to get you in and out. But he said, I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastor. Basically meaning this, it's by me that you even find something to feed off of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't eat without me, and you don't get in this feast without me, and you don't get in this pasture without me. And, uh, you know, sometimes whenever we're we're uh, working livestock or anything like that, you separate them and put them in different pastures. And when you, when you separate them, especially sometimes when you're taking some off to market and you're not, you will separate them and put a gate to divide pastures and he's saying you don't get into the pastor of the kingdom outside of me you mm-hmm. can't do it yeah anybody else huh? Huh? I, I was just reading the um verse 10 about the thief coming to still kill and to, to destroy mm-hmm. um i feel like we have like associated that with like the enemy which we know he does do those things yeah. but in this verse it, um it's talking about the Pharisees, right? Yeah. I don't. Somebody's Bible's reading. I think it's been my mind. <laughs> I opened up it's my I opened up my use of the Bible and it started reading to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, Hannah, I, I do think you're right. I think that in the context of this, yeah, the, the thief, the thief comes to steal and kill, and destroy. Are those who's coming in there with a different way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're trying to kill, slaughter, separate. Now, I do think there is a principle to learn from that. That really, if somebody is coming in trying to deceive you, their father is probably the devil. Yeah. Um, as he told the mm-hmm. Pharisees and the Sadducee, because God's not going to send somebody like that. The mm-hmm. enemy will, because the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So I think this is where like important understanding of how to understand a text is is that the the context is those that's come before him mm-hmm. trying to create that other door but then the application is that well yes the enemy is behind it mm-hmm. though and so I do think this is another one of those scriptures that um, we have to be cognitive of the context mm-hmm. um, and, and preach and teach it the correct way but also then how it applies and the implication of the text and what's it doing. So, good catch. I like that. I like it. Anybody else? This is just reminding me of the importance of discernment and knowing the voice of the Lord yeah. because we're either following the voice of the Lord or we're following the deceivement, you know, the voice of um, our flesh, of the enemy. So, we, we need to make sure and discern and have wisdom that, the voice that we're listening to is truth, that it's backed upon this word, his word, uh, and that we're living that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you think about it, the Sadducees and Pharisees were the ones that people looked to before Jesus. You know, they were the ones that had the, the law, they kept the law, and that was the something, that was just something people, how if you had, you had to keep the set of rules and mm-hmm. had to do this. 
but the ones that had followed these rules for so long didn't even know the good shepherd mm-hmm. who was right in front of their faces. Yeah. And it's like a lot of times religion will teach you that religion comes along and it's like he's they're trying. It's like they're preaching this thing, but they don't even understand that the one who gave the law was mm-hmm. right in front of their faces. Mm-hmm. The word became flesh. The word became flesh. Mm-hmm. And so flesh. it's kind of like I, I love that. Like, you know, the <clears throat> I think sometimes our religion will try to steal what God has for us because yeah. we follow a set of rules all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing wrong with having rules. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if that's all you have is a set of rules to keep you from and the good shepherd is not the one leading you and teaching you and guiding you, then that to me, you just it's just another religion. Yeah, so. still bound. Mm-hmm. Um, then he goes on after he's telling us that the thief came to steal, kill, destroy. Um, but he says, I am come that they may have life because Jesus is all about life. Amen. Like mm-hmm. he wants us to have life and life more abundantly. Yes. And what's that more abundantly? Well, I really don't think the more abundantly is Cadillacs and bigger square footage of houses. I think that life and life more abundantly is joy, peace, righteousness, joy, hope, yes. um, rest. All mm-hmm. of these things that are associated with the Holy Spirit is fruit of the Spirit. I think that's the more abundantly. There is yeah. eternal bliss. There's shalom. There's peace. Um, Anger is no more your your master um, bitterness mm-hmm. is no more your best friend like you're moving away from that kind of things yeah. and he's saying you want to get in the kingdom come through me and if you come through me you have life and you have life more abundantly and you mm-hmm. get to enjoy life like yes. yeah um, and even in the midst of like christians don't have life easy but we have life enjoyable because even in the midst of trial we know he's with us yeah we know who our god is yes exactly he's greater he's above it all and we know he's walking with us. We know he's for us and not against us. If mm-hmm. greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's a joy serving God. And there's a joy from being saved. And mm-hmm. the Bible says, forget not his benefits. You know, like all these things are very applicable to our walk with him. And he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Where, like, if you look at some people who's come in the past... And disrupted things like um, even more relevant for us, but not necessarily in our general, like Joseph Smith and Mormonism um, created a lot of life destruction, death. Why? Because he said he was visited by an angel. Yeah. And uh, bam, like all of a sudden he starts writing scripture, adding to scripture, have four or five books of sacred writings for Mormonism and um, polygamy and all these things like out of nowhere, just pop. That doesn't bring life. That doesn't bring enjoyment. Mm. That brings destruction. That brings yeah. death. That brings hostility. That brings anger, bitterness, lust, all of these things. Why? Because he created a door that's not Christ. Mm. Yeah. And you can go into Jim Jones. I mean, you you look at what happened there with the cult. Like, um, he started out loving a Pentecostal church and decided he really liked the emotional stimulation that they had. And so he fabricated that and then... He kept faking it, kept faking it. People were like, oh, he's he's awesome. He's 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 great. And uh, most people don't even know that Jim Jones actually traveled with several, um, I guess you could say, high-profile healing evangelists and yeah. revival tent things and stuff like that. He traveled with them. He was part of the he was part of the actual revivals. And he would manipulate miracles. He would um, have 
he would say he used pulling tumors off of people, but really it was animal organs and stuff like that. And it was latrocious. Well, what did he do? He created a door. And, of course, we know that 900-plus people were, they, uh, you know, now people will tell us that it was suicide, but if you actually study it, it really wasn't suicide. There was a few that did drink the Kool-Aid. But for the most part, when he had the children do it first, and when the children really started to die, the parents and the other ones that are older started to see this. They tried to run away, and then they were forcibly killed, mm-hmm. or the needles were stuck in their hand or some arms or something like that. And then they, a lot of times, then they were drugged into that. But, but it was it was atrocious. What happened? There was another door, mm-hmm. and they tried to create another door. And death, destruction, always is derivative from something else being our savior or yeah. someone else being our savior other than Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But can we, I, I just kind of, I, I want to, I don't want to tarry too long, but the word abundant, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think about that because so many people think abundant, like you said, riches. I mean, even the church. I mean, if you look at the church, it's always about majority of the church, not not all churches, but a lot of the churches like it's like give 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 and then like you was talking Sunday you see all these pastors and churches getting caught up in money situations where they're stealing money taking money they're using it wrong and I'm sitting there thinking that's not the abundant life that God has mm-hmm. the abundancy it's Come like I, I started research I, while we was talking it says abundantly in large quantities plentiful and so I'm sitting here thinking plentiful. We always think of money, the first thing, as plenty. But what about other things that, that we, that, let's lay aside the tool. The abundant thing is, like you said, all the joy and the peace that mm-hmm. God gives. The fruit mm-hmm. of the Spirit. He already knows what you need before you even ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there thinking, like the, the other scripture that says that, um, hold on, let me find it, uh, that he will... Uh, give he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think. That's even, mm-hmm. I mean, that right there tells me that he is going to, he's already knows what you need before you need it. Mm-hmm. Now it's just for us to get into alignment yeah. with that because when we get in alignment with him, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness, all of these things, he didn't say some of these things, all these things will be done for you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, when they needed, uh, was it who needed the tax money? Was it Peter? Or? Aaron. Um, no, I'm oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> uh, the Bible, ain't we? Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm having a, It was uh, Peter because he needed yeah. to pay taxes. And he said, pay taxes. Go get a fish. Go get a fish. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, we're sitting there thinking, how are we going to do this? Sometimes we think that. I mean, our mindset is so mm. natural yeah. that we forget we're supernatural. Uh-huh. Ooh, come on. That we forget that we serve a supernatural God. We're not yeah. seeking after these things. They mm-hmm. follow us. Yeah. But we have to become in an alignment with yeah. the Father. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Jesus says, go fish. Yeah. That's where your money's at. That's where you're going to find what you need. You need to pay your taxes? Here you go. Well, I'll be yeah. back. I'm going to go to the lake. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, I, no, I think just, sometimes we miss no, the simplicity of we think naturally so much mm-hmm. that we forget the supernatural people mm-hmm. that we are. Yeah. If we're seated in heavenly places, every need, the kingdom message is the, the ladder that Jacob cl- seen going up and down. That is our, should be everyday life is Ooh, what we yes, need. Come on. The angel takes it, comes down and brings it down to us and goes back up. And it's yeah. the, I just, I sense that when we have that open heaven, that he's, he's the one that's given us the abundance. 
So yeah. whatever you need, not just money, but hey, Lord, I I need peace in this situation. Peace, come down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's, and it's, it's, we it's, have well, not because we ask not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even ask. True. We just try to figure everything out on our own. Yeah. Well, I think technically we go even farther. I actually don't think we're waiting for something to come down. I think we're waiting for something to become alive because mm. it's there. Like yeah. all things have already been given us to pertain to life and godliness, according to Peter. And Jesus don't need to do anything like he don't need to sit anything down. He don't need to do anything. Everything was accomplished on the cross. Yes. And we have full inheritance as the saints already. The problem is we don't walk in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's my it's the analogy I, I saw somebody do. And I do this a lot. Of the, you know, if if I give you my truck key, I mean, if I give you my truck, well, my truck's yours, but it's not going to be used by you until you take my keys and drive True. off. Yeah. And it's like we have this, we have this automobile of peace that we have that's ours. Like peace is ours if we're born again because Jesus paid for it on the cross. We just don't drive the truck. True. And we we would rather hold on to our bitterness and yeah. um and it's. And it's like the Lord's trying to wake us up to realize all things pertaining to life and godliness has already been given to you. Well, it's through the, Jesus. Through mm-hmm. Jesus. Jesus is I, the key. I heard this old worship. I think I've said this before, but it just resonates <clears throat> with me. He says, he's not up there that you have to bring him down. He's not below. He's not even around. He is within and he is upon and he is here even now. And I'm just like, when I heard that, when somebody spoke that, I'm like, We've got to remember he is within us. Mm-hmm. And we just, it's, uh, sometimes I think we forget that. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, and, and that's how the enemy wants us to do. Our body's he, a temple. He wants us to forget yeah. that. And, well in um, place of the Lord. Uh, Brother Greg, before we get to our break, uh, he says, Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the yes. word made flesh. We cannot live without Jesus. He mm-hmm. is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is the door. He is where we're going to find out tomorrow, the good shepherd. He is my all in all. He is my shelter, my refuge, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the root of David. Mm. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, friend. And if you don't know him today, you can know him. It's a free gift. The Bible says mm-hmm. in Romans that all you have to do is profess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord. And the mm-hmm. Bible said you shall be saved. And yeah. when you're born again, then repentance and conversion is a natural consequence of it because he's given you a new heart and a new spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you will mm-hmm. not continue in the path yeah. that you are in. There will mm-hmm. be change. There will be substantial transformation. Yeah. But he will be with you. He will sanctify you. He will purify you. He will mm-hmm. glorify you. And he will take you up onto the mountain to where he's at. And you will glow with the glory of God. If mm-hmm. this is, a, It's an invitation. He says, how high do you want to go? And your response will tell you how high he'll go. Take you, uh, how high, how 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 much do you want him? And that's the question because he is infinite. He has no end. There is no limitation. And if you don't know him today, there's an invitation to know him. He is open with open arms and saying, "Come home, child. Come home." Um, I had this beautiful little video last night that I I received during the elders meeting, but I didn't get to watch it till after the meeting was over. And little Emery sent me a video saying, Aaron, Aaron, I got saved today. And I was like, oh, my goodness, how amazing was that? And so she sent me this video, and she goes, um, and so I'm I'm going to give a shout-out to little Emery. I am so happy. I hope she's listening, and if she's not listening, then I'll say it again to her later. But praise the Lord, Emery. I'm so happy. Your video made me smile from ear to ear, and I think it's absolutely incredible. 
what God's doing in the hearts of children. Mm-hmm. And um, I you, think Lord. it's incredible that he's going to turn Jesus. the hearts of the children to the fathers and the mm-hmm. fathers to the children. And I believe we're going to experience a great revival oh, and we're yeah. going to experience even a greater measure of his outpouring than we are now. Mm-hmm. And I believe from the mouth of babes, there will be things come about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we have our first trivia question this morning. Um, Wednesday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What prophet was put in a hole in the ground with no water but mire he he sunk into? What prophet was put in a hole in the ground with no water but mire he sunk into? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. And be glad in it. Hallelujah. God's doing amazing things. He's on the move in amazing ways. And we praise God for all of his goodness and all of his grace and all of his mercy. He is abundant in all things. And he will give us life and life more abundantly without hesitation. Uh, <clears throat> if we go in the correct door. Hallelujah. There is a correct door that we have to walk through um, and receive that life in life more abundantly. And that door is Jesus. We have a winner for the first trivia question. Miss Jerry Condor got that answer right. What prophet was put in a hole in the ground with no water but mire he sunk into? It was Jeremiah, Jeremiah 38, verse 6. So congratulations to Miss Jerry on getting that answer correct. And her name will get in for the drawing for this um, week, the storehouse gift card that's going to be coming back in the mail to us from graciously donated back from Pastor Dwayne Kidd who won it. But he said um, as much as he appreciates it, he probably won't be able to get down there. Um, And so he has donated it graciously back to the radio station. We want to say thank you for that. And we're going to get it back out to somebody else who will use be able to use it. Um, I don't drink coffee, but... Um, my wife does, but I can't get in the drawing because I have all the answers. Um, and so, so, come on, Heather, we need you to call. Yeah, uh, maybe my week on vacation I can listen in and call because I won't have the answers. Yeah, would that be permissible? I'll, yeah. All right. If it's still available. <laughs> Actually, I probably will. I still get the email. Um, <laughs> and so, um, that's good. You're being honest. With yeah. <laughs> well, um, we're moving into the Bible discussion part of the broadcast. Get the intro where we learned all about water slides and why you never ride one with Jacob. Um, We learned about hot shaves and what they consist, and they are glorious in the name of Jesus. They are beautiful. If you're a guy and you never had one, repent. First of all, repent, ask for forgiveness, and then go get one. It is glorious in all ways, forms, and fashion. It is a probably a shadow. It's a shadow of good things to come. Um, That's all I can say. And then we talked about Jesus being the door, that there is no other door. And if there is another door, that thief, he's a thief and robber. And that thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy because he's trying to destroy uh, what's in you. Um, And then, but Jesus said, I am the door. And if you come through me, you find the pastor. And if you find the pastor, you have life and you have life more abundantly because you get to feast off of the good grass. And tomorrow we will con- we will continue forth with He is the Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, I believe Jacob and them. I was looking at some notes and getting caught up on a few text messages. Um, but I heard out of the I was listening. I was if, if if I don't look like I'm listening, I'm usually listening. I'm just trying to do. Um, <laughs> we say we're not able to multitask, but I'm learning how to multitask because I don't have much of a choice. Uh, and so talking about 
power of life and death in the tongue, mm-hmm. um, power of what's going on when we vocalize something, because mm-hmm. really your voice is your most powerful weapon. Yeah. Um, it's like a little udder to a big ship, and where your tongue goes, the ship goes. Yep. And if you want your boat to go the right direction, your tongue has to be in the right direction mm-hmm. because your tongue is literally the rudder, which basically controls where the boat goes. Mm-hmm. And if your boat is going in the wrong direction, most of the time, well, I would say 100% of the time, your tongue is going in the wrong direction. And uh-huh. you're, you're, you're almost, in essence, then, um, you're, you're, you're cursing yourself because a curse word is not just always a bad word. There is uh-huh. bad words we shouldn't say, amen. They're mm-hmm. profane language, and they're considered profane language. But cursing is also, you know, um, speaking things over yourself. Now, the one thing I want to say, and then I'll you all chime in wherever you want, is you have to be cautious then. Um, I've met people that will never be truthful about where the situation's at either. We're not talking – well, I'm not talking about that. Like, if – if you're sick, you can say, well, I don't feel well, but God's going to do a great work. You know, like sometimes I think there's there's profession yeah. and then there's false profession. There's all mm-hmm. these things. But if we it's kind of like yesterday we talked about the church. If we never identify the problem, we never get a solution. Mm-hmm. But we can't have a solution without the problem. But if you never vocalize the problem. So in me, whenever I do this, not cursing, like, look. My head hurts really bad right now, but I believe God's going to do a great work. Like, I'm professing God's mm-hmm. healing. I'm professing God's goodness. Yeah. Um, but it's like I, I've I went up to people before, and their nose literally is dripping snot out of it. Their eyes are swollen, like they just got punched in both eyes. Their feet, you, their head is literally red from having a fever. And I said, "Are you feeling okay? I feel great." Yeah. Well, yeah. you really don't feel great. Like, let's pray for you. God, I feel great. I feel great. You don't need to pray for me. Well, yeah, let's pray for you. Now, mm-hmm. you stay six feet away from me because I don't want you got. But, uh, oh my God. <laughs> just kidding, Jake. I <laughs> uh, figured you would like that one. <laughs> and, uh, like, you don't can't start. Like, <laughs> um, so, but, you know, it's there to me, to, to a knowledge that you don't feel well is not the cursing that we're talking about. Mm-mm. And, and so, but if if you never identify there's an issue, but the problem is, don't let it be something that you own. Like, yeah. yes. you know, I'm feeling angry today, but anger's not going to stay here. You know, mm. and, yeah. Um, well, I don't like it when, and people may disagree with me, but I just I, I've I've learned this over the years, and it and it may have came from Charlotte Nichols, but she mm-hmm. taught me a lot of great stuff. I mean, she's an amazing lady, um, but. She, we was talking when people say, well, my sickness. She said, why are you saying my? Mm. It's not your sickness. Your body is attacked, but don't identify with the sickness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I think that when we, we or don't understand the words that we have and the power that we have in our mouths. Yeah. Because if we start saying that, it's like we're identifying with the sickness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not trying to be weird about that but i just think that when you start agreeing yeah. because we're agreeing with we're the coming sickness into agreement mm-hmm. with it. so quit calling it your sickness it's yeah. not yours it's not from god and it's like we might be attacked in our body for a season and there is people who are, are have all they have cancer they have you know diabetes they got all these problems going on that's not from god and so go ahead. And even when God does allow, because 
you know, um, what was the story we were just reading? And was it John about the blind man? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. Um, story of the blind man. Um, was he blind because of his sin or his, his parents' sin? The manifest that it had been manifest in him that God's. What was that part? Born for the glory. Yes. Um. Yeah. Born. It would have been born for. Let's see here. Let me, I forgot how that one worded it because yeah, there's several. Yeah, I don't know how they word it, but basically, like. God will allow things yeah. for his glory. But even that, we weren't created with that. We weren't created yes. blemished. He created us to be perfect. So even that, we can persevere through it and yep. acknowledge if God has a purpose for exactly. it. Exactly. But still, it, we shouldn't identify that as our identity. identity. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, we think of those, like, people... That's very far and few between, though, that people oh, who yeah, are born it's, that way. It's not. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that there's there's quite a few out there that that may have this struggle. Yeah. That we're born for this. That God's going to use it. But most people are attacked. Most people are attacked, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the stripes on his back he took was for our healing. Yes. And mm-hmm. we got to remember that. Yeah. And that. To me, when we begin to speak and we begin to battle through the airways, because he's the prince and the power of the air, so whatever he tries to control. Will always he always wants to stop the mouth to speak because out of abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So it's kind of like we get our heart into alignment with the Father and with heaven, with the kingdom of God, and we begin to speak those things into the earth. Because what when God spoke the world into existence, He spoke it. Mm-hmm. Come on. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like He waved His hand. He mm-hmm. said. Let there be light. Let there be this. Let there. It was just there was this thing that was an authority and it was a um, a power. Yeah. And he we were created in the image of God, so He gave us the same ability in our mouths that we can have life and death that we don't understand. Yeah. The most powerful thing, the most hardest thing in this life that you'll ever be able to attain will be your tongue, because it's very powerful and we don't realize mm-hmm. it. So what the enemy tries to do is trick us. He tries to put these things in our path that we'll, we don't understand. We kind of get us confused. Mm-hmm. And he's the author of confusion. Yeah. So he wants us to begin to speak things and agree with. When we become, when we have that agreement, when we come into that agreement with him, now we're putting on things that wasn't intended for us. And so I believe that the, the speaking those things, and we can talk about sound. We could talk about how the we are the trumpet of God. Our mouths are the trumpets of the Father. And when we begin to use our mouth as a trumpet, man, mm-hmm. what we can do, what oh, we can yeah. see, what we. Yeah. But your mind and your heart have to align with yes. the Father. Yes. Because, yes. like I said, out of the abundance yes. of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. Yeah, Proverbs fifteen twenty eight: the heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked mm-hmm. gushes evil. Mm. See, I mean, that to me is like your way out may be speaking out your way out you have to speak it you have to believe it so a man thinketh so he is so it's kind of like thinking if i think that i'm gonna not make it today yeah you need to stop thinking that way yeah Mm -hmm. you need to stop thinking the enemy definitely don't be speaking it Mm -hmm. because a thought sometimes a thought isn't our own thought that enters exactly but it's our choice whether we dwell on it or whether we speak it too well you think about when the enemy came before jesus 
what did he try to get him to do? Mm. Agree yes, with him. Yes. He wanted him to agree with him because he wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary. He wasn't trying to get him to do any blatant sin. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to get him to do something to come into agreement. If if you'll bow down and worship me, you know, you can have all these. My daddy mm-hmm. owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to get Jesus to come into agreement with him because once you come into agreement, you've created this contract with the enemy. Yeah. And, he's, mm-hmm. and the Lord spoke truth. He spoke like truth. The enemy was contorting scripture, manipulating scripture, and um, deceiving. Deceiving. And Jesus fought it with speaking truth. Like, I know this truth. And there's an importance for the body, the church, to know the truth, live in the truth, meditate on that truth because that's your weapon. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to fight mm-hmm. with. Yeah. If you don't know scripture, you don't have a sword. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like That's you just true. don't because yeah. the word of God is the sword. That is the sword. Yeah. And um and so often we try to fight the enemy with our words or our philosophies or our ideologies, but the truth is the only way and that yeah. truth is the word of God. And, and our so opinion I, doesn't scare the enemy. No. Mm. I'm not Ooh, trying to come on. You know, I bl- I wish we had an artist that could paint this. I wish they could show the picture of somebody with a sword coming out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're swinging it, you know, it's like it's it's the sword of the spirit coming out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that when you like Aaron said, when you speak that you speak the word, it's like slinging a sword and you're cutting mm-hmm. through things. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's an artist out there that can do that, I think that would mm-hmm. be amazing. It just yeah. hit me when I seen that. And I like how you were talking about the heart. I was reading. I haven't been able to find the verse, but I'm pretty sure it's in <laughs> it's in Ezekiel that good. I don't know if it was good deeds or good, but good comes out of the treasury of a good heart and wickedness comes out of the treasury of a wicked heart. Um, and we need to be we need to be looking at our heart each and every day. Like, I Lord, create in, me, create in me a clean heart, mm. a, a tender and responsive heart to him. Mm. Like our hearts do not need to be hardened. And if we're <laughs> if our hearts are hardened and there's wickedness there, if like. Pastor Aaron, you're talking about First Timothy, the jealousy, the quarreling, the gossiping. And, I mean, if our hearts consume with that, yep. what what is that producing? And it's definitely going to be producing yeah. words, words of that. Yep. And, and, and then what you, is that doing? What is that doing? And then you're also perpetuating that around you because yeah. other people are swallowing that, what you're giving out. Yeah. And mm. um, that's the legacy that you're leaving. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just... What you say, and honestly, I, I say this to a lot of younger ministers or older ministers who may be older than me, but still we're chatting and talking about this. I have found this. It's what you say and it's how you say it as well. Like both of them really does matter. It's what yeah. you say with your tongue, and it's also the tone that you use your tongue with. Yeah. Um, and it's just communication, vocally, uh, vocally saying something is your greatest tool. It's your greatest weapon. It's your greatest. It's whatever you want to say. It's there. It's the mouthpiece of the heart. It's, it's what's going to advance the kingdom or at times um, hurt the kingdom in a sense. Like yeah. what you say really does matter. Oh, and, does. I mean, that's what the enemy tried to do to Job, right? I mean, he wanted him to curse God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wanted him to come to agreement that he took everything from Job. He wanted to take everything. Mm-hmm. Took his wife, his kids. I mean, it just like. This man should have been, I mean, I don't know where I would have been at that time. Yeah. I mean, I would have probably threw my Bible across the room and, and been mad at God. I mean, I I, I, I'm, I I would probably be at that point. I would almost like, God, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so the, and the enemy wanted him to curse God. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't. 
No. And it's like, what things that we haven't happened in our life, how mm-hmm. many times have we responded like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this man lost everything. Yeah. I mean, so a man like Job, I think he's he's so honorable. Like how we, mm-hmm. how this is how we should respond even in the midst. People are like, well, I don't think a good God would do that. And I don't think mm-hmm. a good God would let everything. He doesn't change just by our change. circumstances. Exactly. I'm like, tired of mm-mm. chatter. Yeah. Like that. I know. Like, he and I'm not good. saying this as you, Jacob, but just when you were saying that, like, da, 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 I don't, I can't believe I, this, like, if you really stop to listen, mm-hmm. like it, it, I like to talk. I do. Yeah. But the Lord has been teaching me to listen and pay attention mm-hmm. to my surroundings. Like if you will really just be quiet and listen to people around you, you will learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You will just start to have more discernment of what is going on wow. spiritually around you because all the chatter a lot of times is spiritual mm-hmm. and you will notice what is what is truth coming out of someone's mouth and what is life and what is death what's coming from the heart because that's what that the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks yeah. mm-hmm. you will Come you on. will notice that when you stop to listen true and yeah. people who are speaking those things want you to come in agreement with it. And the how you come into agreement with it is by responding back. Yeah. So sometimes the Lord wants us to hold our tongue mm. and not say anything. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's hard, but we got to. Yeah, we need we need self-control. We need that fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, I don't like holding my tongue. Sometimes I, I want to say stuff, but yeah. the Holy Spirit won't let me. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, sometimes our tongue gets us in trouble. You know, Ooh, it, yeah. it does. <laughs> I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, yeah, let me no, just say no, this. I know you. Yeah, let I me just I say see. this. Let me say this. Jacob's tongue has got me in more trouble than my <laughs> own tongue. <laughs> because hey, he's some learned his reason, lesson, has he? Some reason. <laughs> so, no, he hasn't. That's the problem. Uh, well, the thing We're of always this, learning. For, he's uh, learning. For, for not trying to defend myself, <laughs> I was defending him <laughs> a lot of the issues. And sometimes when you speak truth, that's what and people don't like it. Well, listen, listen to this proverb real quick. Oh, I, I, mean, on, I love proverbs. Bring, for this bring the wisdom. The, bring the word. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even tempered. Mm. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you just like you just don't do like Jacob does. <laughs> I told people, <laughs> I told one person as I got in tr- Aaron in trouble, as I said, get thee behind me, Satan, to somebody. <laughs> because they were coming against him. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I never thought when Come you tell on. somebody, get thee behind me. I'm sitting there like, wonder what Peter thought that. When, when <laughs> Jesus told him that. It's like, oh, it's oh, like oh. because Jake is my best friend, people expect me to be able to control him. I can't control him. The Lord does. But, but look, I got to say this, and this is <laughs> out Lord of complete does. love, Jacob, because I would want you to tell me this if I was doing this. And I don't know if you were doing this, but I'm just saying, let's say it was some Joe Schmo doing the same, saying, get behind me, Satan. If you're saying, get behind me, Satan, yes, those words are, are like true. I mean, we see those words in the Bible, but what is your heart behind it? Yes. Because mm-hmm. exactly. if the heart behind it, when you're saying, get behind me, Satan, is actually... Uh, unforgiveness towards that person Ooh, or hate towards yeah, that person yeah. or um, that's true a pain that you've mm-hmm. held and all those things if you're holding in that towards the person as you're saying it then you might as well never said it at all you know mm-hmm. i was mine wasn't towards person i, I when i say that i'll be i mean complete honest 
I'm speaking the to the demon. Yes, Ooh. if you're speaking to the spirit, that's one thing. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, come on. Um, before we go to our second trivia question, go to our heartbreak, I do have a very important question on here. Is it okay <laughs> if I say that in the context of somebody who's trying to eat, make me eat a salad? Ah. <laughs> the spirit. You have to say it to the spirit. But the, I, well, the spirit of the salad. The spirit, <laughs> the spirit of the salad. It would be better oh. to just say salad, get behind me. Uh, salad, get right. behind me. Because, see, I've, I've devoted. I've devoted 36 years to my no green diet. <laughs> I'm very devout. I'm very dedicated. I'm very loyal. And there ain't nobody's going to come in here and mess up my devotion. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, unless you, it's you the just, Lord. You, <laughs> you need to ask the Lord to reveal the intention. But, because most likely that person loves you. Mm. Uh, yeah. Some days. All right. Anyways. Um, um, let's see here. Okay. I really like this drawing over here. Is this a be- bearded yeah. lady? Well, I'm he, confused. He, that, drew me a picture um, for that. That is a, that's what I want to look like. Oh, Long, oh, so is it I'm, like Jesus hair? See, I, I'll admit Jesus this. Hair. There was a season I really wanted to grow a man bun. I have no idea why. <laughs> oh, wow. There was like a short season. Now, I'm not doing it now. Oh, but like just a couple years ago, I went up to Heather and said, Heather, I think I'm going to grow a man bun. And she just looks at me. And I think she was... She probably snickered her brain a little bit because she knew what my beard looked like when it was long. And if my man bun looked anything like my man beard, it would be bad. Um, it, it's it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like you lost a fight with a propane torch, and you lost half of it. So, were, were you coveting Dakota Hiddle? <laughs> no, his man, his I, it was before his man bun. Okay, okay. Caleb um, Jordan had a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now I don't want one now. I got delivered. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we got to go to break here. Let me read the first, second trivia question. Wednesday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Surveying. Who sang "Sing Ye"? To the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. 270-257-2689. Again, who sang, See ye to the Lord? For he hath trumpeted gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. 270-257-2689. We'll be right back after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Mornings with Box 2 Radio. We have Jamie in the studio with us. Mm-hmm. Hello. And Jacob. If yes, you've yes, just yes. now tuned in to listen with us. Um, we've had we've had a good morning. Oh, uh, yeah. We've covered a lot of things from water slides to <laughs> bearded ladies to uh, the sword of the spirit <laughs> to um, <laughs> what else? Uh, the Lord is our good shepherd, Jesus mm-hmm. as the good shepherd, and now we're getting into a little bit of modern, uh, just wicked things mm-hmm. that are affecting our children right now, we were talking mm-hmm. about over the break, but um, yeah, we've been discussing the power of life and death in, in the tongue, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that this is something that we need to talk about often because this is something that has infected the church. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something that has already been infecting the world, and that's never going to change. But it's pretty sad when the church looks equal or worse than the world Yeah, in this area. And death has been spoken against churches, yeah. I mean, that was the enemy's tactic all along. His biggest weapon to get your thinking into that direction where you begin to speak those things, mm-hmm. when you begin to agree with him. And yeah. I feel like that's why we've, we've had companies in America and all across the world yeah. that have come into alignment with Satan's agenda. 
Yeah. And that's why Hollywood is full of them. Hollywood is full of these people because they've given their hearts and sold their souls to the devil. Mm-hmm. But God is going to raise the standard up and Ooh, he's raising the church up to yep. battle this. Yes. People are yes. coming alive. People are waking up to this. And it's time for people to just to, it's time to move forward. It's yeah. time yeah. to put our hands to the plow and we're going to break up the follow ground. Ooh, and we're going to begin to just do yes. things yes. like we're Amen. supposed to do things. Yes. The church is supposed to be come the on. one to set the, the standard in the world. Yes. Jesus, he said, upon this rock, I shall build my church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Upon the revelation of Jesus Christ, upon the mm-hmm. revelation and impartation yes. of who he is. And I believe that we're going to begin to break the follow ground with the words that we speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. It's kind of like, just like what we Amen. were talking about, the, the sex trafficking trade that mm-hmm. is, is really, really. Um, the spirit of perversion. It's, behind it's it, all. Yes. Yeah, it's the yeah. spirit of perversion. And, and what's startling is it has now surpassed the drug trafficking trade mm. because people's hearts have been captivated mm. by this music. Wickedness. Money. I mean, money. Money. Yes. Everything like Hollywood has infiltrated every mm. thought, every pattern that we think um, the music industry has infiltrated minds of kids. They don't realize the music they're mm. listening to. They're coming into an agreement with a word that is spoken mm. when they begin yeah. to speak yeah. these words. And, and and it's like they want you wonder sometimes why kids have a suicidal spirit because yeah. of the music that they're listening to. Yeah. They're listening to the to the, the watching the stuff on TV. Mm. Everything you hear is someone speaking over you. Yeah. Yes. When's the last time you've spoken over your children? And mm-hmm. spoke the goodness of God, the protection yes, of God, on. and who they are, and reaffirming yeah, yeah. who they are. That's and this is why it, it is so important to not neglect your child's spiritual, yes. um, spiritual health, spiritual growth, yeah. um, spiritual being. Mm-hmm. Because if if they're getting neglected spiritually, the enemy is, is going to be f- fulfilling that role. True. Yeah. The enemy is going to be mm-hmm. di- discipling your child. Amen. Yeah. Basically. I always yeah. said I want to, and, and I'm working, I'm a work in progress. I've always been. We but all are. I, I want to be that parent. And I do this mm-hmm. quite often, but I, I fail at it sometimes is speaking over my children, the goodness yeah. of God Speak like and saying, you know. you're not going to marry until you find the one that God has for you. And mm-hmm. you're not going to date like the world. You're not yeah. going to, talk like the world now there may be a season where they go through some changes and there might be times where i'm maybe working too much or not there enough but in the end i remember god we got to speak over our children i remember kirsty being pregnant and i would pray over her belly lord this child is going to be amazing this child is going to be a prophetess or a prophet or this child is is going to speak the 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 the, the oracles of God, they're going to begin to speak the things of God. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have to fight the, the, the curses that I'm trying to break off my family and what mm-hmm. Kirstie's trying to break, Come the on. generational curses that we, yeah. we've we all tried. You know, they're yes. not going to walk in this and begin to speak it over the womb. You're going to have yeah. a perfect delivery. It, it, nothing. There's no going to be no complications. And if mm-hmm. there is some kind of attack that, God, you're going to fix it. Yeah. And, and just begin to speak these things. They will mm-hmm. not know Egypt. And I'm like, when the people of God raise up children that understand and the power and yeah, the anointing yeah. that they have yeah, and it changes everything it changes a generation that yeah, they can do does. all things through christ which strengthens yes. them mm-hmm. and yes. i'm sitting there thinking to myself you sometimes the hardest thing for you to do as a believer is even speak on yourself Ooh, yeah and not on. trying not trying to to speak some highly of your who you are like 
Oh, you're a great man, Aaron, or a great. You're, Speak the Jacob, truth of the gospel. Great. Well, jeez, I just come back in the room. I that's can what I do hear. All things through Christ. Yes, Jacob, you're the more gospel. than a conqueror. You, Jacob, you, you, scripture. You, you can rise above everything that's thrown at you today. Yeah. Yep. Because Jesus that lives within you is greater than he that is living in the world. Yes. Come on. And if so. there's more lies filling your mind than truth of scripture, then that that explains why you're you're in a yeah. mess or why you're miserable or why I mean, if there's more truth that weighs out the lies, mm-hmm. then there's peace. True. Yeah, like are we following the spirit of truth or the spirit of deceivement? Miss Megan said it is also important to start praying for your child's spouses. I believe that. Ooh, your children's yeah, spouse come on. yes i believe that too because Amen. whenever you become one with whoever you marry i mean you are becoming one yeah. so you're taking on all of their spiritual stuff and you're becoming one with it yeah and so that's why it is really important to pray for your yeah. your children's future spouse I always said that i told Kirsty this i want to take single people who 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 who've not married yet and say, hey, look, we don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. As me and Kirsty have been married for going on 18 years. We don't have it all together. But we started off right. Mm-hmm. We prayed about it. Yeah. We she you know, the the awesome thing about what she did that I wasn't even I was a kid who was messed up. You know, I wasn't blatant in a bunch of garbage like drinking alcohol and stuff. I had just recently just gave my heart back to Jesus. And I was praying for a wife. I said, Lord, send me somebody. I don't even know who it is. But I need somebody who can help me grow. Because mm-hmm. all I've seen all my life was religion. I've yeah. seen, not that it, what they did, they didn't know. They didn't understand. But that's all they knew. But it was still religion. They were stuck. And I didn't want to be stuck. And I said, Lord, I, w- I want you to send me somebody. And the most unlikely person I worked with Say, so, well, you know, Jacob reads his Bible. I don't know. Hook him <laughs> up with this girl on a blind date. <laughs> and so we went on a blind. I don't mean to give this whole testimony, but I, I just feel I like somebody it. needs to hear this. Yeah. Because, you know, this is to the single people out there that, to, that try to, to understand the importance of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went on this blind date, and I was like, you know, as. I, I didn't know at the time. I was like, but I knew that I liked this this girl, you know. And when we finally, you know, made it official, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And then we're the day we're getting married. Um, I guess it was a day after, sorry, or a couple of days after. She gave me this book, and I didn't know what it was. And she had been writing to her future husband in this book, and it says, "I know I'm going to meet you soon." I know you're going to be a man of God. I know you're going to be after the things of God. I know what God has for me. And, you know, there was just different things. It was like letters each day for like probably a whole year. And I just bawled and cried. Aww. Like, God, why would you send her me, me to her? <laughs> I'm like this mess. Oh, like, God knew. Like know. Gideon, he said, yeah. mighty warrior. And she, mighty was, one, yeah. and she was blessing you. Like, she was speaking yeah. life over she you. Did. God saw you for what he knew he created yeah. you to be. Because, yeah. I mean, there was times I used to I used to deal with stuff. Like, I didn't understand. You know, like, mm-hmm. I had, I, I hate saying this over the air, but I had obsessive compulsive disorder. I really did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was bad. It was, a, it was a, a, like, if I touched something, I had to touch with the other. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. literally had this demon that was tricking me. 
like if I didn't do this, that I was going to, my mom was going to die or somebody was going to die. So if anybody's dealing with that obsessive compulsive disorder where it's, it's like controlled you, you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You have to fight thoughts with words. And Kirsty taught me that. Mm-hmm. And I overcame yeah. and I began to pray and God set me free from that. Praise the and, Lord. And it was just gradual things yeah. that, yeah. um, that Lord, that God used mm. her. And That's good. She used to tell me, uh, she, she taught me so much and, um, Praise and God. I just kept running and I ran after God as fast as I could. I, mm. I was at, I worked third shift and, um, I remember going to my car in those moments and I would sacrifice eating because I wanted to mm. f- hear God. Mm. So I would mm. pray. I'd listen to Carrie Job at night and God downloaded so much stuff to me in those moments. Mm. But to all the single people, I didn't want to get off track, but to all the <laughs> single people, you know, God has that person. Yes. Mm. And be good things come to those who wait. Yeah. And begin to true. pray patiently and patiently. Yeah. And you With go your heart. You go after the one that's going after yes. God faster than you are. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have to know it all, but mm-hmm. they're running after God. Mm-hmm. And that's the one you go after that's running as hard yeah. as you are. Because the thing of it is, if they're not running after God, then, that I mean, yeah, God could still bless it and turn mm-hmm. it around. But get it, try to fix it and get it right the first time before yeah. you have to try to mend everything later on. Mm-hmm. Because... It gets harder. Yeah. I've seen mar- marriages go through that. Man, so. I just want to thank all the people that have prayed over my future spouse. Like, I'm, I'm just very thankful, thankful because I know there's been many, many, many people that have, and um, really, really expecting. I'm expectant for what God's gonna do. So, really, really thankful. And if you'd like to put applications for Jamie's future spouse, <laughs> you can call the station at 270-257-2689. No. God's got it taken care of. Yeah, Come on, Jamie. It's part of being a pastor. God's got it taken care of. Come on. It's one of the joys of pastoring get to play matchmaker. I know. I've done it myself. I'm out. Yeah, trust me. I, I know that true. Uh, God's got it taken care of. <clears throat> he does. But uh, that's where I say the matchmaking sometimes does not work out with us because we <laughs> we don't see the inner God, of God, like God sees does. the whole picture. Exactly. God sees the whole picture, and it's yeah. coming to fruition. I'm start. I'm he's he's painting a picture for me. Oh, you mean paint another picture? No, no, <laughs> that was pretty. Wild. That kind of was scary looking. I mean, I, I was <laughs> wanting something with a sword coming out of the mouth, but that was. Uh, I don't know what that was. It looked like something out of a movie or something. <laughs> You don't think I'm a good pre- artist? Well, I mean, if you draw stick figures, I guess. Uh, I yeah. was looking for some, at least some some. Aaron, did you and Heather have any stories? Any stories like that? Um, Not like... Did you write Jacob? her a letter every day? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I would not be what you would call a romantic. No. Um, <laughs> that's not my gifting or strong point. <laughs> And um, I've, I've always been transparent that gentleness and um, affection is something that I'm not good at because I was not, yeah. like, affirmed with it. Yeah. Um, and so it's something I'm getting better about, And um, but I'm not good is at it. Is little Eliza helping you? She's like, Dad, just go take her here. Um, go do this. <laughs> oh, you should tell him what Eliza said. Oh, yes, I do tell, have to say him. this. Uh-huh. Um, so... She was talking about coming over and having a sleepover or something like that. And I was like, well, why don't you invite your mom over and we can have a, a whole girl's day? And 
and she but I, I wasn't really talking about a sleepover I was just saying we could have a girls day yeah. um, but then she was still thinking of it, sleepover in her mind and she said oh no I could stay the night but my mom couldn't and then I was like well how come <laughs> and then she said because she can't survive one day without dad she just loves him too much <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> she said. She said she, she he just she just couldn't go one day without him because she loves him too much and loves the baby too much. Uh-huh. Well, Kirsty uh, did say you are growing. He said it was so she sweet. Goes, I think the first time, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of you, Aaron. I love you. And she said I, I've never seen Aaron kiss Heather like that in public. <laughs> like I guess you kissed her on the head, and I was like, man, he's growing. <laughs> well, look. I, I do think now this is just Victor, me. Celebrate victory. Now yeah, this absolutely. is not a. This is not like. I think that even as a married couple, there should be a dignity about PDA. Oh uh, my God. I I think so. I I agree, but here's the thing. I think, and I've heard this guy say, in order for people to see, your children to see what beauty of marriage is, they have mm-hmm. to see that the well, the love children. Between. Joe Schmo on the corner don't need to see. No, it. I'm, not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying get out there and. No, no I'm not. I'm no, not saying no. get out there. Kissing on the forehead. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm, full, I'm yeah. fine with all that. But this like your wife, we need no. to see a healthy, a healthy. Yeah, yeah. like I get that. Like, but I mean, they're gonna see like not nah, inappropriate, I don't know. not inappropriate like, touching or anything like that. I've, um, you <laughs> know, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I've always been very, and that might be how you grew up too. You I'm uh, well, yeah, I didn't for sure. But, you know, I think that, um, I think there's a, I don't know, I'm just not very, I'm, I'm working, I'm working on it. That's all I can say. I, I'm, I, we're on the radio, so we're on the radio. But uh, I will say this, though, I mean, the Physical touch of, is like at the end of the love language. No, I mean, it's just the, the, the beauty of it. Like, when you see what God has put together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not just, I mean, if I'm standing beside some random person, mm-hmm. then... You don't know what God has done. But if I'm standing beside my wife, I want you to know that this is my wife. My arm is around her. I'm holding her hand or I'm hugging her. That embrace and show you what marriage is supposed to be, because that was supposed to be the the uh, a female sh- uh, a male should leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. Yeah, that's that's the foundation of marriage. And I think that mm. to me yeah. should show the next generation. <clears throat> hey. Homosexuality is not okay. Yeah, you know, that's true. Transgenderism that's true. is not okay. A man and a woman is what. God so they're yeah. yeah. Put and so now we have a generation who is so captivated by all this other stuff. They think yeah. it's okay because they've not seen the real part of what a marriage is supposed to be. Because the marriage in the church, the divorce rate in the church is high as it is in the world. Mm-hmm. Because no one shows that that hey th- this the union of one. Mm-hmm. It is so powerful because that's how we're going to be with the Father. We yeah. are the bride of Christ. But, you know, one thing I would mm-hmm. like to touch on is like, you know, God bringing Heather and Aaron together. Actually, I got to, that was the only, I think maybe the only way that I would have became your friend and be your best friend. Is, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. And I thought that was amazing. Like at first it was kind of rocky with us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I didn't understand. He was a preacher and he was on fire. But like I've heard his his uh, his testimony on his early preaching, you know. And I think that God brought us together and through Heather because we knew Heather before Aaron. And I think how we became friends over the years 
and God just knitted our hearts together. And mm -hmm. he fathered me a lot when I needed, I didn't have a father. We have similarities, you know, we didn't have great fathers. Um, we had moms that loved us, but they could only do so much. Mm -hmm. And they just, they just didn't, I mean, when you need that father, it's different. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, I didn't have people father me. And then, mm. um, then when I met Kirsty and her dad, man, he poured into me so much. And I'm so thankful for that. God brought mm -hmm. us together. He knew I needed a mentor. He knew I needed a spiritual father. Amen. And mm -hmm. and he gave that to me, put different ones. And then Aaron, you know, didn't know, realize what he was, you know, growing with us together. He helped me become, mm -hmm. I used, you could ask him, I, I did not like theology. I could not stand it. <laughs> uh, he said, you know what theology is? I said, I don't know, a bunch of smart guys who just want to think the Bible's just bleh. <laughs> 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 and I was like, so he kind of gave me, hey, we need to understand what we're defending ourselves against the study yeah, of God. Yeah. So, he sharpened um, you. Well, people oh, who operate in prophetic yes. really need a friend like that. Yeah. yeah. Like well, you I, balance each other out. I was so wild you on prayer. That was all I knew. But I could, I was like, you know, I need to understand why I'm praying. Yeah. What I'm praying. Have an understanding, mm -hmm. wisdom yeah. from the word. Yeah, so. that's awesome. I have a similar testimony. I mean, the Lord has really worked in me and Hannah's relationship. Like that's true. Both of us, we wouldn't be the person. Uh, I mean, the person that God created us to be without e like without what the Lord has done here and within our friendship. And I'm very thankful, very very thankful for how the Lord has used you in my life. Um, yeah. And I don't want you, Aaron, going home and blaming Heather because. I'm your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That's funny. No, I do think this is important, though, for listeners to hear us doing this because it is important to encourage one another yeah. and, yeah. like, affirm one another in, in the Lord. I mean, yes, obviously, we're Lord. not just sitting here, like, puffing each other's heads up. Like, mm -mm. man, Jamie, like, oh, <laughs> it's, no. it's not all about mm -mm. us, but we're glorifying the Lord, the Lord. in how we're encouraging yeah. one another and thanking the Lord for what he has brought together, mm -hmm. how he's knitted our hearts together. Yeah. I mean, because all of us the thing we have in common is jesus or we yes. wouldn't be here and i'm sure you're all's friendship i mean jesus was yeah. in the center of it mm -hmm. i mean not that we're we've always been perfect we've grown together yeah we've we lived life together, together and we're learned. still working on we're, we're, we're works in progress oh, yeah. <laughs> but the really thing our friendship started out about nerf wars uh <laughs> what <is it>? nerf <laughs> wars <laughs> at your old house nerf, oh, nerf yeah. wars were hey, the but best sometimes that's the bait you yeah, know no, that, mm -hmm. no it was all about it it really did start on jesus jesus knits our hearts together just i mean like you're saying yeah. but you need a friend like me and jacob are to each other who uh love each other and will do anything in the world but we never coddle each other either yes, um, yes. i mean mm -hmm. it's just and we're we're really real with each other and there's times yeah. that i'll call him and i'm frustrated or i'm upset mm -hmm. and he'll just he'll just tell me how it is and sometimes he'll call me frustrated upset. i'll tell him how it is yeah um i mean each other accountable there's times yes. that I mean, this is honestly, like, we've said this both to each other. Like, there's times that he will call me, and he's kind of freaking out about something. Like, hey, you just got to have faith. And right now, you don't have faith. Like, yeah. this is what yeah. you're displaying. Is not, and he's told me the same thing before, too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, well, I don't yeah. think you're operating in faith right now. You're operating in it. And that's where mm -hmm. um, we have a responsibility to guard our tongue. Yes. But that's where it's so important to have brothers and sisters who will mm -hmm. help guard our tongue, too. Yes. Well, yes. I don't think you're making a... a a positive confession. You're not, and I mean, I hate to say that because we've we've corrupted the term positive confession so much to just say, oh, it's just roses and good. And yeah. 
I look beautiful today and you are got it all together. Like we're not talking about that. What I'm talking mm-hmm. about is godly professions over our life Yeah. that I will not have bitterness. I will have joy. Yes. I will not have anger. I will have love. Yeah. Yes. I am not going to mm-hmm. have condemnation. I'm going to have love and mercy and mm-hmm. grace. I'm going to operate. And yeah. in, in that regard, and it's having relationships that help facilitate that and help yeah. grow, but help hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And this is one of my biggest beefs right now in a lot of areas of the church is that the church is so focused just on one day a week. And mm-hmm. that one day a week is very important. Let me stress how important that one day is a week because yes. that's the corporate assembly where we come together and sharpen iron and we, um, you know, we provoke one another to good works. We yeah. corporately worship. We corporately learn the word of God. We corporately grow, but then we go and we're supposed to do life together. It's like yeah. me and Hannah talked the other day, um, was it Friday that we covered Acts chapter two? Mm-hmm. And we talked about how they continued in the do- apostles doctrine. They continued in eating together, fellowshipping, mm-hmm. breaking, yeah. bread. breaking bread. Um, they prayed together. Like, yes, there was corporate meetings they did, but it was also they were doing they were life doing together. life together. And and yeah. so I think it's so important to to have that. And it it's so important to um, to have relationships like that in the body of Christ to where. You know, um, I heard from somebody the other day that, you know, just how much they enjoy the fellowship. Mm-hmm. And people can say what they want to out of Bethel, and they call us all these things. <laughs> but the thing that I think we have learned is that church is more than just Sunday morning. It's Tuesday yeah. evening. It's holding each other accountable. And so, there's always a remnant and yeah. a, like, core group. And I'm not saying a core group of the church is better than anybody else, but there's always, you can tell the difference between the sheep and the goat, the wheat and the chaff. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you can tell the ones who are genuinely doing, you know, the the work of the kingdom and, like, pursuing Jesus and the ones mm-hmm. who are causing discord in the church. Sure. And every yeah. church is going to have that. And so even anything that has been spoken uh, most likely is... Yep. You know, a result of some of that discord that has been sown in the church. And that's yeah. lots of churches, sadly, it's yeah. in the body of Christ. Yeah. But I do want to say this, that when we're talking about, like, keeping each other accountable and, you know, telling the truth to each other and mm-hmm. not just coddling Come each on. other. Um, this proverb has been really instrumental in me and Jamie's friendship because we were studying one day together and we were just talking about some things and we came across this proverb. Um, it's Proverbs twenty four twenty six. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like I that has stuck in my mind yeah. mm-hmm. ever since I read it is like it it is not worth it to not tell the truth. Like it it, it is truly a kiss of friendship because yeah. I've noticed any sugarcoating or um, like passive aggressiveness or even just, you know, uh, allowing things is really hurting your friend. Yeah. yeah. It's hurting them it, and it's hurting yeah. your friendship. Yeah. Mm. Well, Hannah, read yeah. us the second trivia question because we have an answer and okay. then take us to break. Okay. Let's see here. We are. One, okay. So the second trivia question is who sang sing ye to the Lord for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown in the sea. Again, who sang sing ye to the Lord for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Um, you can call 270-257-2689 for that question. And we'll be right back on Mornings with Box 2 Radio right after the break.
the studios of the Box 2 Radio Network. We've got May 24th, 2023, and we're so glad you joined in again. Um, praising the Lord for little Emery, who got born again yesterday. Um, praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. The angels were singing. In Rejoicing. The, in the words of the great theologian Medea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah. All right. Anyways, I, I was just jesting. Um, jesting's Medea, my new favorite. I hope you're doing okay. We'll be praying for you. Um, yeah. And so. Let the Lord vindicate your enemies. Um, <laughs> Not you. Jamie has something she wants to bring up, but before she does that, if you'll hold on just a second, uh, we do want to praise the Lord for little Emery, and we do have a trivia answer for that an- that question. Miriam was the answer for that. Exodus fifteen twenty one. But I love it that we have, um, it's Mary Royalty. She got her name in. So, Miss Mary, thank you so much for calling in and answering that trivia question. It's great to hear um, from you. And praise the Lord that your name is in for that drawing. As well, um, I know we prayed for Benji yesterday. To, mm-hmm. The surgery did go to well, but they're having issues with Basically. his oxygen. So we're going to mm-hmm. ask for people to continue yeah. to pray and seek the face of the Lord for little Benji Mac, um, Benji Del Rey. It's Benjamin Del Rey Goostry. And um, I always I love the goose trees. They're near and dear to our family in tremendous ways. Amen. And um, when Benji or Brandon was bad in school, I said, "We get get the goose out of the tree and get to work." All right. <laughs> um, and but I love little Benji. He plays drums for us here. And uh, actually, little Ben um, Clark's going to be filling in for us. He played last Wednesday night. Did a great job. And while Benji's in recovery, Ben Clark's going to be here playing drums for us. Excited for that. Little, how it is Ben? I guess thirteen or fourteen. Thanks. So. Um, did a great job the other Close night. Really, um, he's he's been practicing a lot and did a did a fantastic job playing. But um, you know they're getting younger and younger on age, and how good they can be at a young age uh, is is astonishing. But if, I guess if you're Jason Clark's son, exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised he don't play piano with his yeah. toes and guitar with his teeth and drums with his hands like um i don't i really don't i don't know a person i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know a person that can teach young people music better than jason clark oh he's amazing i just don't know like he has that gift and that calling for it and um i don't know if there's a person that can teach music um better than jason clark to young people i think it's because he he loves it so much sure like i mean when you love something that it it to me, you do more for like in mm-hmm. that area. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you would be a good teacher to teach theology because I'm not music though. Trust me. <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. I just push that key and it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, but yeah, I mean, it's just he's passionate about it, and yeah. um, and awesome. I would love to teach theology class. The problem is getting people to show up for it. Um, yeah. You say theology, and everybody's like, it's almost like uh, you kind of make it exciting for people to see. I mean, I, I don't. Well, I think you have to. I mean, you yeah, can. Yeah, do. <laughs> I mean, theology is you can make it really dry, yeah, and do an injustice to us to it, or understand. Like to me, um, I can deal with it because it's know. the way my ge- brain's geared. But I understand too. Like you know, whenever I took those kids as a youth pastor. And again, I was a horrible youth pastor because I never, I guess, contextually what people perceive youth pastors to do, I was horrible because I never did, I never did like games, never did, I don't, I don't know if I ever even fed them once or anything like that. And I think all those are great for youth groups. I just went into a room with them and we start out with about four or five of us, not including me. So we had about four or five youth, went into a room. We didn't even do worship at that point. We were just teaching and literally for an hour and a half, 
with a PowerPoint on the wall, we would teach and do Q&A. Yeah. That was it. And we grew to about 65 to 70 students. Well, some and of those people you had me li- listen to, oh, I've listened to them. One time I listened to one guy for two and a half hours. And I'm not saying I loved it. It I learned a lot, but my goodness, I had to take two days off from it <laughs> because I'm just like, my yeah. brain does not comprehend. But see, that. I could probably listen to it for like ten hours straight. Oh my not goodness. bother me. Um, I'm not. I listen to a lot of different genre of people. Um, like I may listen to like a very charismatic person, and then go to my John, John MacArthur, and then go back to Mike Winger, and then, um, you know, it's like Mike Winger did a, I think it was a nine and a half hour podcast on women in ministry. Yeah. And wow. now I haven't worked with all of it yet because uh, I kind of want to hear what he said on on some areas and how he dealt with some of the texts that are, um, you know, because I think that at the end of the day, like, I appreciate he was willing to tackle it and mm-hmm. devote yeah. that much time to yeah. it. Because yeah. um, this is the one thing that I do. Um, I love expository preaching. And mm-hmm. I know, Jamie, we, hold, we, I didn't forget you. I didn't forget you. I didn't want you to think I ignored you. <laughs> no. It I just, so. um, I love expository preaching um, because, and what that is for those who don't know is where you just preach the book of the Bible. So you're mm-hmm. just, you start in the yeah. first verse and you go all the way through. Sometimes people, I think sometimes it's done very poorly. And because that people kind of shy away from it, like it's very dry and it's like, I'm just going to teach. You have to teach application too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing I love about expository preaching is that you can't ignore hard text. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you're doing topical preaching and you get to choose what you're going to preach on and teach on, well, you're not going to teach on a hard text. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like, well, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to preach this text. It's going to make everybody mad. I'm going to love it. Like, you know, you usually stray away from those. But whenever you're expositorily preaching, you can't. Like yeah. you can't yeah. just skip yeah. over it. And, um, you know, what we're doing with John in the morning is more like a devotional, like, let's just talk about it. It's not mm-hmm. really teaching. It's more yeah. of a devotional walkthrough of John getting us in us, and we expound on some things. But we're not diving deep into it. Um, one of the greatest things I would ever, I would love to do is have, like, six to seven people. I don't want a big class. Like, I'm talking six to seven people that would be willing to meet one hour a week in a theology setting, more or less, and let's really crack open and teach that um, because iron sharpens iron and everybody mm-hmm. grows um, mm-hmm. and if like six or seven people and, and work through some theological things I mean well you could I mean I know you ain't got a whole lot of time I know you're busy all the time but that's what they used to do with college classes a lot I think that's they would bring people in for a certain amount of time and they would um, set for maybe a 12 week program uh, yeah um, that's one of my I mean, I, I would, I would. That would help you with some helpers too, around here, because I mean, that would be part of the ministry work, training them up. I, so. I love theology. Well, I mean, theology in its truest sense, when done correctly, is not boring. Yeah, it exactly. is actually very. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it should theology done correctly should produce a relationship with the Father that is greater than you've ever seen, because now you're understanding the theology, the Father, because theology is nothing more than from the Latin theology study of God. God. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like it's study of God, who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like A.W. Tozer's knowledge of the Holy is a small book. It's only like 180 pages. Shouldn't take you much more than an hour or two, three hours to read if you, but there's no way you can work through knowledge of the Holy that fast, but mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to slow down yeah. and it'll take you three weeks. What should take you three hours. But, but it's really nothing more than study of God, who mm-hmm. he is. Um, J.I. Packard, even though there's some theological things with J.I. Packard that I would struggle with in some areas. His Knowing God book, it's about 
Um, it's it's incredible. It's broken into a lot of small chapters that you can tackle. Yeah. It's who God, who is God? What's his character? What's his personality? What is the gospel? What labels you as a theologian? Though I mean, like, would you consider everybody's John a Wesley? theologian? Yeah. That on, in all actuality, everybody has their own okay. Yes. theology. Okay, that's, yeah, I mean, everybody their own study. Yeah, yeah. Ever okay. Christian should be a theologian. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to clarify. But now, the word just freaks people out. But if you, I love breaking down words. Yeah, ology uh, always means study of, in mm-hmm. anything. So, and theo's Latin for God. We're talking about yeah. going, we're going to go back to uh, the Arminius and Calvin's days. Does that what? What specifically caused them to split like that? All right. Well, so if you get into Calvin and Armenian, um, Joseph Arminius was a follower of Calvinism. He split from those. Now, Joseph Arminius then got his devoted followers, and really it was around the essence of um, free will. Yeah. And most of that was originally for free will, which I think Joseph Arminius was originally off a little bit. And I think that you can't help but have this guy named Erasmus and Pelagius that influenced in some way. And they're very... Erasmus and Pelagius both were deemed heretics because their statement was that all men are good, you just got to pull it out. That's an opposition to Romans yeah. chapter 3 because actually all men are born into sin mm-hmm. and we have to have the sinful nature redeemed. Now, we were originally created to be good. Like, Jamie wasn't created to be sinful, yeah. mm-hmm. but she was sinful because of Adam's sin. That's what Romans mm-hmm. tells us, that we are all born into sin yeah. because of one man's um, sin. And so... Jamie's original intent was not evil, mm-hmm. but she was born into evil. Yeah. And so we have an issue. She's not inherently good. She was created to be inherently good, but she's not inherently good because of the sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Erasmus and Plagius says we all are. What that produced in essence is universalism and the new ageism. Yeah. So Joseph Armenia split and he put man in the centerpiece. Galvin put God. Now, I'm not like Calvinist, so don't don't like label me this. But if I had to pick one. If I have to pick a team, I'm closer to Calvinist than I am Armenian. I'm just going to yeah. be honest. Outside of predestination. Mm. Um, but then Joseph Armenian's followers put what's called the five points of Armenianism. These five points of Armenianism was actually first, and it was five points that he labeled to classify his theology and those who followed him later come. Then the followers of Calvinism, they came and did the five points of Calvinism, which we know as TULIP. So TULIP is actually a redaction or a ref- rebuttal of the five points of Armenianism and it's all because Joseph yeah. Armenia split from jo- John Calvin and a lot of that was derived around the issue of free will mm. now, I'm not trying to Terry like I said but I just want to know why over the years we got all these theologians all this theology why is there so much division and splits between mm. somebody has to be wrong well I think that here's what I think a lot of the division comes from and I know we, I got to get to Jamie's. I want yeah, I want to hear what Jamie said. I want to hear what Jamie has to say. But yes. here's where I think it is split from: is that we give permission for people to have individual views of the meaning of the text. Okay. And I don't have a permission to have my view of the text. I have my permit. I have permission to let the text apply to my life. But there is only one meaning to the text. The problem is that we sit around a coffee table and say, "What does this text mean to you? What does that text mm-hmm. mean to you?" There's nothing more dangerous because now then all texts have become subjective to my view. Instead mm-hmm. of what it just actually Instead of objective yeah. to what is the truth yeah. of the text. Because each text has one meaning. Mm-hmm. If Jamie tells me something, she has one meaning with that statement. Mm-hmm. Now how that statement may apply or practicality could be different different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she has one meaning. And I think the reason we have such division is we've given permission for everybody to have a personal interpretation of the text. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and you know how you talk about um, an open-handed issue. Wh- open-handed, closed-handed. Open-handed sure. issue versus a closed-handed issue. Yeah. I think some, or like a primary issue and a secondary, secondary. issue. Yeah. I think some people get caught up on the secondaries. Sure. Because really, the uh, only thing that should cause us to separate is the primary, like, thing. The gospel. The gospel mm-hmm. that cannot yeah. be compromised. I always call it the foundation. Or not even compromised, yeah. but yes. cannot differ. Like, we have to be in unity in what the gospel yeah. says. Yes, we do. And it's things that would affect the gospel, yes. such as the virgin mm-hmm. birth. If you take away the virgin birth, you take away the gospel because Jesus would have been born into sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then if Jesus was born into sin, he would not been able to be the perfect lamb that was mm-hmm. laid down for the fa- the sins of the world. And so the virgin birth is a necessity. Um, we're saved by the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's Jesus plus nothing. Yeah. If yeah. you come to me and say Jesus plus circumcision, no. I have to break fellowship at that point because now we are preaching another gospel and him who preaches another gospel, let him what? Be accursed. Mm-hmm. And Jesus so, plus, I know this is going to be controversial, but Jesus plus water. Um, it's there's certain levels of fellowship that I need to know what you mean by that water. Like, if I mean, you put an extreme importance on baptism, I'm fine with that. But if you put a toning power, that's what I'm talking about. Then there is a certain level of fellowship that I would have to. I would have to separate distance. On. Now, see, I I think a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on baptism, but they don't really yeah. put the toning power on emphasis. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, yeah. I mean, I've just heard people say, "Well, you're not going to heaven if you're not baptized." Yes. Now, I was I told like by that. one church that I was talking to the youth pastor and talking about how I just got born again when I was 18 years old, saying, "Yeah, yeah." And he basically told me, well, you're not really saved because you haven't been baptized mm-hmm. yet and that you're really not saved because you didn't get saved in our church. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I, he basically it was told me that if I was saved and then driving on my way to the creek to get baptized and I died, I would go to hell. That's horrible. And I was told that if I died before I, I had already got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I was told if I did not get rebaptized in Jesus' name. In only in Jesus' name, mm. not Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then I would not. Yeah. Actually, what I was told was, well, I see the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in you, but just to be safe, I think you need to get rebaptized. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was told. And we may have different, like, now I know a couple of gentlemen who have a little bit different view on baptism than I would have. But the thing is, they're not like, they don't shove it down your throat. They don't push mm-hmm. it. We're willing to converse, conversate around it. We're willing to, and I don't believe they take anything away from Jesus. Yeah. All right. And whenever I talk about breaking fellowship, like what I mean is that I'm never going to talk to them or I'm not going to ask them questions or I'm not going to yeah. spend time with them. I'm talking about who I'm constantly in relationship counsel. with yeah. or taking counsel from or heeding. And um, I think there's essentials, close-handed issues we can't break. I think there's open-handed issues we can differ from. But I think at the end of the day, the dangerous thing and the, and really the perpetuation of division in the church is that we don't we really don't know the text. Yeah. And we're so subjective with the text, which is basically a philosophical term saying that we're the text is subject to what I want it to say. And that's where cults are built from. That's where manipulations are mm-hmm. built from. That's where divisions are built from. Everything is derivative from subjective interpretation of the text. Yeah. And we have to have a absolute truth. Yeah. And Jamie, go for it. I'm done. Okay. Uh, I think uh, this scripture really relates to what we were talking about earlier. Um, and I just feel led to share it. Hebrews 3. I'm going to start in verse 6. But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house, and we are God's house. If we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ, that is why the Holy Spirit says, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. 
as Israel did when they rebelled, Mm -hmm. when they tested me in wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them, and I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath that they will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it's still while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Mm-hmm. Remember what it says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Yeah, I love that verse. It is powerful and it, and it mm-hmm. speaks of accountability to each other yeah for protection um one of my favorite stories is when lot and abraham separate yeah and lot kind of goes his way and abraham goes his way Mm -hmm. well lot got himself into predicament in a place where he got captured yeah you remember that and all the stuff got taken his family Mm -hmm. abraham did not go well lot deserved it if he would have stuck around with me if he would have done what i told him to do Mm -hmm. if he would have said this if he would have gone here if he wouldn't have been prideful if he wouldn't have thought he could do his own thing he wouldn't be in that predicament so sorry about your luck lot what did abraham really do he gathered 300 of his best men and he went and took Mm -hmm. back everything the enemy has stolen recaptured Mm -hmm. lot took everything back lot came back basically with more than he got stolen with he got taken with. And why? Because I think that's what the body of Christ really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Abraham did not cast stones. Abraham did not tell Lot how wrong he was. Abraham didn't say, Lot deserves this because he went that way. Abraham said, give me my best men, and we're going to go take back everything mm-hmm. the enemy stole. Really what that is is intercession. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. it's a representation. Yes. It's a shadow of what intercession yes. is. That the enemy has tried to steal Lot. Mm. And the enemy's even got Lot in captivity right now. But yep. Lot's not going to stay there. Nope. But how nope. many times have we been the Lot that we needed the Abraham? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to keep courage. We need yep. to remain confident in our hope in Christ. Yeah. Amen. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, and so I think this speaks to so many that are in the church just sitting there. They've seen they've seen the miracles of God. They they've seen the Lord move and then their hearts are hardened to it and they're they're angry with him. But like the Lord has more for you. Do not yeah. harden your vo- do not harden your heart to the voice of God. So- soften ask the Lord to soften your heart. Create create in you a clean heart, a tender and responsive heart. Mhm. Yeah. Oh man. And it's good. And you know um the Lord is and I, we got two or three minutes. The the Lord is loving. Yes. The Lord is just. He is yes. both. He's, he's not. Both. He's not. And he's not either or. He's both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is completely just and he's completely loving. He is love. Yes. He is just. He is righteous and he is judge. Like he is both. Yep. All right. Now, the problem is for a long time the religious the religious system perpetuates Yahweh as a punitive only God, and punitive mm-hmm. means basically punishment. Mm-hmm. Well, he will punish. Like, we're going to see that. Like, unbelievers, those who have rejected, those who have lived in Mm -hmm. sin without redemption, they're going to be punished. And they will be a punished for eternity. There is no purgatory. There's no getting out after a thousand years or Mm -hmm. a million years. You paid your dues. Now you get to go to heaven. There's not that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's where you spend eternity is is solid. You're either in eternal damnation or you're eternal bliss. Like, that's it. Um, But but we, we only can't think of God as punitive. Yeah. 
And I think if we only see God as punitive, then we never re- react with a softened heart. Yeah. And this is where we have to know him. And honestly, mm-hmm. I'm going to segue back just for a second. This is where theology is important. Yes. Because if um, A.W. Tozer writes in his intro to A.W. in Knowledge of Holy that the problem with the church is not just sin. The problem with the church is we don't know who God is. Mm, yeah. Come on. We don't know who what he thinks. We don't know how yeah. he operates. We don't know how he responds. Well, Aaron, how do you do that? Well, there's two ways. You spend time in his word and you study who he is. Yeah. And plus you spend time with him. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It goes th- hand in hand. I think you got to, I always say this, and if I'm wrong, you tell me, Aaron. I will. Hell <laughs> was not created for your people. Mm-mm. It was created for Satan and his his demons. Or Yes. And, okay, God pe- hit through his justice, he had to send Jesus for people can have a way to heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but. It's all wrapped to, like, to it's all intertwined. Well, let me just say this. Can I clarify oh, yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus was not sent for us to get to heaven. Jesus sent was sent for us to have relationship restored. Yes, relationship yes. restored. That was the, the, the intent he of the gospel the is mm-hmm. that relationship that was the there Father. before the the garden and the fall was to be restored. Story. Communion. Yeah. Because communion. Yes. And um well, and I mean, I, I know it was wording, but I'm sorry. I knew what I meant. But no, I, I know what you meant. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. well, no, I, I, the only reason that's part of it, yeah. eternal the only life reason, with him is part of it. Yeah, and we get to go. We're at nine. But the only reason I brought that distinction is the religious system tells us that's all he came for. Yeah, true. And and so we mm-hmm. we get saved. We're going to heaven. I'm not going to hell. Hoorah. Let's go. But really, it's to get heaven in us. And the reason heaven's Ooh, in us yep, is because the on. king of heaven is in yes. us. Yes. And, and we and see so, that with, I mean, I know we have to go, but what with what you're saying, Jacob, if Jesus didn't want everyone, if he didn't do this for everyone, then he wouldn't have been praying for the ones who were killing him. Sure. He wouldn't have been saying, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they and do. Stephen if he could fall, if he could, yeah, and Stephen, if they could mm-hmm. do that as they're dying, then that proves what some people just want fire insurance. Exactly. We're <laughs> out of here. Love you guys. 7 a.m. Central tomorrow. We'll be have back tomorrow Wednesday. with Greg Carwell as our co host that day. Until Praying then, for your church services tonight. Hallelujah. We'll be In back. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. <laughs>